Lord, we just thank you for your presence yes. in this place. God, thank you for that time of worship. It's just such a good time to just reflect on what you've done and not just necessarily like, like reflect, but like receive too, like, and remember, God. We thank you for the finished work of the cross. We thank you for the blood of Jesus that washes us white as snow. And God, I thank you for that cleansing anointing that's in this room tonight. I thank you, God, that, that, you, that, that your blood can wash away every single stain. And God, I thank you, no matter what's, what we've done and no matter what's been done to us, God, and where we felt stained in our lives, God, I thank you, the power of the blood of Jesus, God, can wash away every stain. And so, God, I just thank you. We just release an increase of that in this place. God, we thank you for your angels coming and accomplishing your word tonight. We just say, we just say let heaven come and increase in this place, God. We thank you for the glory of God manifesting in this place, God. We thank you for signs and wonders accompanying the preaching of your word. God, it's your word, Lord God. Let your word come into our hearts and transform us tonight. God, we thank you, God, for hungry hearts, Lord God. We, 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 we might have heard some of these scriptures before. We might have heard some of the songs before but God well, our hearts are so hungry we just want just anything anything is good anything is good just give us whatever it is if it's you we want it God and we just we just open our hearts to you and we thank you God even like tomorrow is good Friday and so like it's just a beautiful thing God it's so good we get to just like celebrate you so we just we just thank you for the cross in Jesus name amen, amen. Um, if you have a Bible turn to Matthew 26 uh, and we'll just look at verse uh, 26 through 20. I just want to talk briefly tonight about the cleansing power of Jesus' blood. The cleansing power of Jesus' blood. And, and uh, we have it on the, on the screen as well. But Matthew 26, uh, verse 26 through 28. This is the, the famous passage of the Lord's Supper. So Jesus uh, leads his disciples and he says, as, Now as they were eating, Jesus took bread and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took a cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them saying, Drink of it, all of you. And this is what he says in verse 28. This is the blood of the covenant, which is poured out. Everyone say poured out. Poured out. Poured out. Poured out which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Let's, can we read that last sentence? It, okay, we're, okay, let's just go from the word. He says, drink of it. One, two, three. Drink, drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Hashtag boom. Hashtag boom. <laughs> The first, this actually, Matthew 26 is the first reference in the New Testament of the blood, of Jesus' blood. And I love it because, you know, there's something about this principle of first mention. And this is the first reference. And I love it because it says, this is my blood of the covenant. Some translations say of the new covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. So Jesus, man, and, and man, I could go so deep with this. But uh, for the sake of now, that word forgiveness literally means to send away your sins. It, it, that's some translations say remission of sins or whatever it is, uh, forgiveness, remission. It literally means that, like, if this was sin, he, like, you know, okay. <laughs> Didn't work too well. Good thing I'm not Jesus, you know. Well, your sins would be right next to you. No. But, <laughs> it's like that paper airplane, like, yeah, and that's a, you know, you're like, oh, I'm still in sin. No. The, the word for the sending away of sins. That's literally what he meant, for the sending away. And I love it. The first mention, he talks about his blood. He's, he's, he's cutting a covenant with, with, with man. He's poured out his blood, and he's saying it's for forgiveness of sins. So I was, I, when I first got saved, 
I, I had some people who were discipling me, and they would tell me stories. They would tell me wild stories sometimes, and and one time they told me this story about, uh, they were talking about the blood of Jesus, and, and you know, they were kind of old school Pentecostal kind of things, so they were like, man, people don't preach about the blood like they used to, you know, like, and if you know any about Pentecostal type of stuff, they got some things that, you know, that's important to them, you know, like, and I, the blood is you know, utmost importance. But they were like, yeah, people don't preach about the blood like they used to there. And I'm like, why not? And, they, you know, all this kind of stuff. But they remember, they remember them telling me when these, they, they said these two new guys, these, these two guys got saved and they were super zealous. Like, you're on fire. You know what I'm saying? Like, when people first get saved, they're like overzealous. They don't know what they're doing, but they are overzealous. And I love it. I never want to quench that. I'm like, go for it. Make a billion mistakes. I'm okay because I like your zeal, you know? And so these guys wanted to know, like, what's God's plan for my life? I got born again. Now what? You know, like, what? What has God plan for my life? So they didn't know. They didn't know like a prophet from a witch, and or you know what I'm saying. So they went to a palm. They went to a palm reader, and they thought they're like, hey, they they're like, I just they tell the future, you know, like what's my destiny? So so they go to this palm reader, and the lady says like, you know, okay, give me your hands, and and let, let me see your hands. She, she, she grabs the hands and she looks at her hands and she goes like this, get those away from me. The you, your hands are covered by the blood. Wow. Isn't that wild? She was angry at them. Get out of here. Get these hands out of here. I can see the blood on your hands. I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, whoa. They didn't know anything, right? They didn't know anything, and the demons were recognized. You know, the demons that she was functioning with could see the blood on her, or on the, on the guys. It was crazy. And so this same couple told me about uh, Smith Wigglesworth, who was like, you know, the revivalist in the early 1900s, and just wild man of faith. And uh, he, yeah, well, uh, yeah. And uh, so I, I bought this, like, little booklet about who, who Smith, like, he had a little booklet, and it was just like some of his teachings, little te- and it wasn't written by him. I think, I think probably if you find any books written by Smith Wigglesworth, it really wasn't written by him. It was someone else transcribing his sermons, and they just put it in one book, so it's like in one location. But I was reading this little booklet, and he tells a story about one of his associates that came up to him and said, hey, there's this witch in town, and I was thinking I wanted to kind of check it out and see, it, see what it was like. And the dude was born again. He's one of Smith's associates. So Smith is like, uh, I wouldn't do it myself, but you can go ahead. <laughs> so the dude goes to the seance, and this witch is leading the seance. You know, it's basically just summoning demons. You know, like if we could sum it up, you know. And the dude goes into the seance and just sits in the back and just is like witnessing, like, okay, what's what's the deal? Like, what do they do here, or whatever? And and as the as the the witch or whoever the person was leading the meeting got up to lead it, and they're trying to do their thing, they stopped the entire meeting and said, "We cannot progress any further because there's someone here who's under the blood." Wow. What? And they couldn't do their meeting because the power of the blood of Jesus was present in the room. Isn't that wild? And I, this is, this is the, the point. Like, if darkness can recognize that there's power in the blood of Jesus, then we've got to know the power of the blood. We've got to know. Darkness knows. I mean, Revelation 12, 11, it overcame the devil by the blood of the Lamb, right? And if, if, if the devil knows it, how much more so do we have to know because he's afraid of it? And they tremble. They're freaked out. You know, it's kind of like when, when, you, when you're in the wilderness and, like, you know, they say, like, coyotes or snakes or whatever, and you're afraid of them. But how many of y'all have heard that? They're more afraid of you than you are of them. You know, you know what I mean? And this is the crazy part is that the devil's actually more afraid of you than you are of him. Amen. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and this is crazy because the, 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 
the lady doing the palm reading, the dude trying to do it, he couldn't, they couldn't function because the power of the blood. And, and, if, and if they know, if darkness knows, and how much more should we know the power of Jesus' blood and the power that it has not only to overcome uh, uh, darkness and the, Satan's accusations and all these different things, but really to cleanse us and to free us and so that we can actually have face-to-face with Jesus. That's what it was about. I remember we were, when we got to that moment where we were singing, you made a way for me to enter the holy place. It was so beautiful. I was like, and I felt like the Lord said, this is why, this is why my blood, so that you can come and worship me and come and see me face to face. You made a way for me to enter the holy place. Not so you can just, you know, all the other things are secondary. You know what I mean? The beauty yeah. of heaven, the glory and the gold on the ground and the, and the lightning thundering coming from his throne and the emeralds and the rainbow and the, all the beauty of heaven, all this. It's awesome. But it's all secondary to the beauty of the king Amen. of the kingdom. Amen. Are you with me? And so this is what God uh, is inviting us to. And so I wanted to show you, there's an Old Testament uh, prophecy of the blood in Zechariah 13. Can, can you put that one up? It's Zechariah 13, verse 1. And this is the ESV. The first one is the ESV. And then I'm going to show you to you in the message. Is it working? There it is. I love this verse. I love this verse. <laughs> On that day, there shall be a fountain. Everyone say a fountain. fountain. There shall be a fountain open for the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Look at this. To cleanse them from sin and uncleanness. On that day, there shall be a fountain. There's an old hymn that says, There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. Anyone know this song? And sinners plunge beneath that flood, lose all their guilty stains. No? Oh, yeah, I've heard that. Lose all their guilty stains. Lose all their guilty stains. And sinners plunge beneath that flood, lose all their guilty stains. It's right here. Right here, right? There shall be a fountain opened to cleanse them from sin and uncleanness. Help me understand, sin leaves a stain. And uncleanness isn't like, you know what I'm saying? Do you, have you ever had that where you go to the gym or, or you work a long day and it's outdoors and you're sweating and there's like B.O. up to yin-yang, you know what I'm saying? And there's like, there's like you know, yard work, there's grass stains on you. You don't know how the grass stain got up here because you, you know what I'm saying? It's just everywhere. And you're just like, Bleh. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't matter how much bleach you use, no matter how much soap you use, it just doesn't work. And and this is this is what he's talking about. He's talking about this this fountain that's going to be open will clean you, will cleanse every stain. Now look at it in the message in the message paraphrase. Can you can you hit that one? The Message Bible says it's so awesome, and we're going to see it in like five seconds. It's going to change your life. Is it working? There it is. There it is. There it is. On the big day, a fountain will be open for the family of David and all the leaders of Jerusalem for the washing away of their sins, for scrubbing their stained and soiled lives clean. Oh my God, this is good news for guilty people. On the big day, a fountain will be open for the family of David and all the leaders to do what? To wash away their sins and to scrub their stained and soiled lives clean. Oh. This is the beauty. There's a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. And the hymn writer said, And sinners plunged beneath that flood lose all their guilty stains. This is the beauty. And this is what Isaiah said. So these are all these Old Testament prophecies about what Jesus' blood would do for us. Isaiah 1.18. He says, Come now and let us reason together. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Sin had left a crimson stain. 
He washed it white as snow. You know that you know that song? The hymn writers, man, they got some things on us, you know. <laughs> like I try to write songs, I'm like, oh let's go back to the hymn. You know, like he's like, Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. Man. This is so, so powerful. Because I don't know about you, but I have felt stained in life before. Like, because I've done some things. Like, I, I'm, I'm telling you things that you've done, things that, that what's been done to you, things that I've done, things that's been done to me, things that I've done to others. These things leave a stain. And I can remember when I was, when I was younger, I can remember when I first got saved, it was like in the first year of getting saved, that I would mess up and I would feel so dirty. I don't even know how to, under, I, I, I would literally feel unclean. I would literally feel like, you know, we're talking about stained and sto- soiled lives. And, and I would literally feel like that when he said your sins are like scarlet, like a stain, though they are red like crimson. Like I would literally feel this and I, could, I feel like I couldn't approach God anymore. And I, I, I literally wouldn't even want to touch my Bible. I would literally feel like I can't touch the Bible. It's too holy for my hands. Like, I'm telling you for reals. This is, this is for reals. In this first year that I got saved, I didn't understand the power of the blood. I knew I was saved. I knew I was going to heaven. But if I sinned and I messed up, I would be like, I can't even touch the Bible. I can't do anything. And I read some Old Testament law that said, they're, you know, you have to wait a whole day. I don't know. If you, if you all read Leviticus, you know what I'm talking about. You'd have to wait a whole day, right? There was like the whole day. You're unclean for the rest of the day. And then you have to wait till the next day. Well, I unknowingly put myself under the old covenant, and it was so hard, man. Because then I like I cut myself. God, listen, listen. God never cut Himself off from me, but I cut myself off from God because I started believing lies about my 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 uncleanness, my sin, and my guilt, and my shame. How many all you guys with me? Anyone ever done this before? Like I was like I mess. I felt so messed up, and and this is crazy now. I want, I want to show you this verse because I found this verse after I felt this. But this is probably what I felt like. Jeremiah 2, 22. And this is a prophecy from Jeremiah. You know, Jeremiah isn't always maybe, you know, the most encouraging prophet because he's re- basically he's rebuking them. Except for 29-11. Holla. But look at <laughs> Although you wash yourself with soap and use an abundance of cleansing powder, the stain of your guilt is still before me. Although you wash yourself with soap. I mean, I'm telling you, there's no amount of soap. There's no amount of trying to work it up. There's no amount of doing good things for God. I'm telling you, I don't know if you guys have done this. Because, because, because in our minds, we go, we, we don't, we, you know, we're saved by grace. You know, it's not by works. It's saved by grace. We all know that, right? It's like, we get that theologically. But how many times have we kind of unknowingly started trying to do things for God in order to get on His good side? And has anyone ever thought that through? Like, sometimes we go like, well... Maybe if I serve some more at church, or maybe if I read a few more chapters, I'll be on good, God's good side again. Or, oh man, I, maybe I need to fast, maybe I need to do this. And sometimes we almost punish ourselves for our sins, so that way we can get in right standing with God again. And we didn't even realize it, like, like, I, like I did. I put myself in the old covenant again. <laughs> and it's exhausting living in the old covenant. It, it's so exhausting wondering if God is for you or not. It's so exhausting. It is, I'm telling you, and this is, this, so Jeremiah is speaking to them under the old covenant, saying like, listen guys, you guys can wash yourself, you can cleanse yourself, you can do, you can, you can take 18 showers, you're still dirty. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Now, now listen, listen, I, I guarantee most of us in the room have done that, 
where you thought if I just like, oh, I'm going to take a nap and I'll wake up, I'll feel better. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a shower and maybe I'll feel better when I get out of the shower. I guarantee most of us have done that. Now, if it wasn't sin, then we felt better when we got out the shower. But if we sinned, we still felt the stain even though our body was physically clean. Wow. It's craziness, man. Sin is, is, is a stain. And I remember feeling that. I remember feeling that no matter how much, I, how much soap I used, <laughs> I still felt guilty. It is the worst thing in the world. And, and what's, what's so crazy, I'm not trying to like be a downer or anything. I guess I just, I just wanna, I want us to identify like instead of just like brushing over it. Because I think that sometimes we, we distract ourselves from God's presence uh, because we're too afraid to confront the issues that are going on in our hearts. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, we'll distract ourselves with doing good works. Not, not, not even in our mind, we're not thinking if I do good works, God will like me again. But we'll, we'll be like, well, at least I'm doing something good. And we never actually address some of the conflicts or that are going on in our hearts. Like, well, I'll just keep singing this song, you know, like, I'll just keep going with that. And, and I think, like, God would rather have us just be real. Okay, so the scripture said that, James said, that God gives grace to the humble, but he opposes the proud. That means if, if in other words, if we just get real with, with, with what's going on in our lives. I, I'm, not, I'm not even doing this message because I think everyone's in horrible sin. I really am not. I promise you that. <laughs> I don't really think that. Um, but I felt like when I asked the Lord, what do you want me to talk about tonight? I felt like he, he reminded me because I'm, I'm sharing, uh, well, one of the scriptures here, I'm going to go in a, different, a little bit of a different direction, but same thing um, on Easter tomorrow night when we, or the, the weekend services where we're, um, I'm talking, I'm leading in communion. So I'm going to share a piece of this. But he reminded me of what he showed me. And I, when, I was, when we were praying, uh, I saw a picture of like a robe and, and it was changing from, from red to white. It was like this stained robe, and it was changing from red to white. And then I heard that scripture, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. And, and he said, you know, uh, though they're like red like crimson, they shall be as wool. And I remember, oh, my gosh. And I remember, and so we're doing this rendition of nothing but the blood, and it's, it's going to be super exciting. But when I asked the Lord, I said, what, what do you want me to talk about? And I felt like he talked about the, the, he wanted me to talk about the power of the blood and the cleansing that the blood of Jesus brings. So when I say that, when, I, when I'm saying that, I'm not, I'm not coming in here going like, man, you all are in sin. You all need to repent like, hard right now. You know, like, I, that's not, that's not, if you need to repent, then, then do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's nothing, it's, actually repenting is like the most freeing thing you can do with your life. Yeah, true, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to repent. We're like, well, you want to carry that trash around more. Okay. Uh, you know, like, I don't know. And you want to feel Jeremiah 2, 22. You know, like, I don't want to feel, though I wash myself with abundance of soap, I still feel guilty. Like, I don't want to feel that. And I, and I, uh, anyway, where am I going? Uh, where was I? What was I talking about? <laughs> We're talking about the cleansing. I'm talking about the, the robe changing from red to white. And I just felt like the Lord actually wanted to clean some stains out of our lives tonight. I feel like maybe some of us, there's been some things that maybe we've stuffed down, like, and we just like wanted to forget about, but we never really like just acknowledge it before the Lord. And maybe we have, or maybe, I don't know. I don't even know where you're coming from tonight because I think everyone has their own story and their own thing. But I just felt like the Lord wanted to cleanse some things in us tonight. I, I think he wanted to just come and, and wash away some of our stains. 
And, I, and this is such a simple, simple message. But I'm telling you, the blood can wipe away all of your stains. The blood can cleanse away all of your stains. I guarantee some, some of the reason why we're distracted during times of worship, especially worship like this, it was great. Sometimes the reason why we're distracted with worship is because we're too afraid to come into the holy place. And it's not, a, it's not even a hard rebuke. It's more, it's more of just like, hey, let's like let go of some stuff so you can, you can get the full thing that Jesus paid for you to have to come face to face with God. And it could, be, it could be something that you did five years ago. It could be something that you did before you came here today. It could be something that happened, you know, whatever, <laughs> whenever it was. But I feel like the Lord wants, I feel, like, I feel like He wants to just cleanse some things, some stains off of us tonight. And, and, and it, could be, it could be coming from like, like, like sexual type of sin. Like that, that, that one, I feel like stains people the most. I don't understand it, but I feel like those, those types of things for some reason. Like, you know, like Paul said, you know, when you sin other ways, it's outside of your body. But when you sin sexually, you sin against your own body. There's something about that. It leaves a stain on, on our lives. And, and the powerful thing is like Jesus wants to clean us. He wants to cleanse us. He's, and this is, the, this is the beautiful thing about Jesus is that he's not angry with us. He's not angry with you. Like even if you did the most horrendous of things, man, it's, it's such a beautiful thing because he's, he's just looking at us with such pure eyes and such love in his heart. And I just really believe that the, there's, a, there's an anointing here and the presence of God is just here to cleanse us and to really just like, just wash us, like take some stains off of our hearts. And it, some of it could be not even what we did, but it could have been something that someone did to us, you know, and, and they could have stained us, so, so to speak, with, with whatever. It could have been words that they've done. It could, have been, it could have been abuses that they've done. It could have been whatever it is. I know we're going like really deep here, but I, I'm just wanting to say like there's, there's, there's no stain that the blood of Jesus can't wash away. Amen. There's nothing. There's nothing. That's why I loved it reading it in the message. It says washing away their sins for scrubbing their stained and soiled lives and making them clean. I love that. And I just feel like the Lord's here just because He wants to wash us tonight. And He wants to make us clean. And I remember, so after that, that time where I was kind of debating, like not debating, well, yeah, it was. I was reasoning in my mind, like, like battling condemnation, battling guilt and battling shame. And just like, I'm going to serve anyway. Like, because like, I, I really was like dealing with thoughts like, I'm going to go to hell. Like, I, I sinned too bad. Like, I'm just done. I really thought I was going to hell. And that was, it was really, that was, it's not really an exciting thought to live with. It doesn't feel good. And I, I remember like, okay, but I was still leading worship in this group. So I was like, okay, I'm still going to be faithful because I know it's the right thing to do. So I remember just singing worship to God. And I'm telling you the power, I'm telling you the power of God. The power of God touched me so strong. I couldn't, I, I couldn't even sing anymore. I was weeping like profusely. The power of God hit me. I was weeping. And on my hand, like it, there was so much like power in me that I, I, my hand went numb and I couldn't even really feel like a hand on the guitar anymore. And I was like, after the first song, I was like, all right, the worship's over. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> we did one song and the power of God came. I'm telling you, it, was, it wasn't even like the warm up. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how sometimes we treat the first song in worship like warm up? You're like, forget that, man. You got to go straight in from the get go. Be like, you know what I'm saying? You know how it is. And I'm just going to go there because I'm a worship leader. Like, this is what we do in church. We come late to church and then we take like the first 15 minutes to warm up. And then by the time the worship team has to 
the end, like that's when you finally engage. And then you get mad because someone came up there and transitioned worship. Yee. And you're like, man, can worship go longer? We're like, dude, it'll be way longer if you got here on time. And it would be really good. It would be, it would be even easier for the worship leader to do their job because you're here. <laughs> like worship leader, who are they leading? I don't know. No one's here yet. <laughs> anyway, just wanted to throw that in there. But man, I, I got hit in the first song. I got hit in the first song because God is, this is the deal. You have to know this. You have to know it's about the heart of God. He's ready from the get-go. He is ready right now. He's, he was ready yesterday. He was ready when you woke up to talk to him. He was, he was ready for you to encounter him now. He was ready before you came to crux. He's ready when you go home and when you, now I lay me down to sleep. You know, he was, he's ready at fire and glory. He's ready at summit. He's, he's ready everywhere. He's always on. He, he doesn't, the psalmist said that God neither sleeps nor slumbers. He doesn't even, he doesn't even close his eyes. You know, <laughs> like he doesn't give himself any rest. He's always ready to be with you always ready to cleanse you always ready to forgive you always ready to take your stains away always ready to bless you he's always ready and he has a smile on his face because he's not like you're not like pulling his arm okay i guess i'll forgive you this time but next time you know he's not doing that he's ready he's always ready and the question is have you truly encountered the blood of Jesus, the cleansing blood. Have you really encountered this thing? I'm not talking about like, oh, they sang a song and, and I got a warm tingling. No, 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 no. I'm talking about like you, whether it was a song or a moment, you got in touch with that fountain that's flowing from Emmanuel's veins. You got in touch and you felt clean. You know what I'm talking about. I know I'm going back and forth between showers and, and, you know, spiritual showers with the blood. But I'm saying, like, you know that moment, you know, when you when it's not a sin issue and you get in that after a nasty work and you got B.O., you got stinkiness and you got grass stuck in your hair. You know what I'm saying? And some of us with, with beards, is there any beard there? You know what I'm saying? You got food in your beard. You know what I'm saying? And you all that kind of stuff, it's just nasty. Your feet smell like someone put an onion patch around your leg. You know what I'm saying? It's just nasty nasty it is nasty and then you get in the shower you wash with soap and you don't you do it double because you know you need it you know and you just and you get out and it's hot and you get out and then you lay on a on brand new sheets on your bed just got washed and they're still warm from the dryer yeah. and then you just, uh, it is. Uh, you know that you know that feeling and I'm asking you a real question tonight. I'm asking you a real, a real question. And, and it's okay if the answer is no for you. It's okay because there's still, remember God's still ready. The question is, have you, have you ever felt that from Jesus? Whoa. Because he wants to do that for you. Mm-hmm. On that day, there will be a fountain that's opened. And it'll be for, not, not even just for Jerusalem and the inhabitants of the house of David. It'll be for you. To cleanse us from all of our sin and uncleanness. Has that, has that, have you felt that? I'm not talking about, I fell down when someone prayed for me. I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not talking about that. I'm not even talking about if you pray in tongues. I'm not talking about if you prophesied over someone. I'm not talking about if you saw someone's leg or I'm talking, have you been cleansed by the blood of Jesus? And have you experienced this thing? Because I'm telling you, this will, if this happens in your life, and I believe it has for, for most of us. And I'm, I'm, just, I'm just wondering. I'm wondering. Some of us haven't had that moment. You, when you experience this, worship is never boring. 
<laughs> just, I, I get it. We go through ups and downs. I get, I get that, dude. I've been doing this for a long time. I get it. I'm a worship leader. I sing the songs more than anybody in this room, except for maybe Annie. I guess we get sick of the songs. We get sick of the songs more than all of y'all times ten. Be like, do that song again. Be like, uh, uh, we don't take requests. <laughs> When you experience this blood, I'm telling you, you experience the fountain that's drawn from Emmanuel's veins and you lose all your guilty stains. I'm telling you, when you start singing, you made a way for me to enter the holy place. You know exactly what they're singing about. And I'm being, I'm being for real. I'm not asking if you've been saved before. You can be saved and still not get this. It's okay. Everyone who calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. It's real simple. Jesus, I need you. Born again, going to heaven. So simple. What I'm talking about, have you felt this cleansing flow touch your soul? I just feel like the cleansing anointing of God is here. And I want to read these scriptures as we close. First John, and then, and then um, um, Michaela will come up and, and share with us. This is the message which we have heard from Him and declare to you, that God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie. And do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And look at this. The blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just. Check this out. It's twofold. To forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The forgiveness, I told you this, it's sending away your sins. But the cleansing is a deal with the stains. Hebrews 10, 19-22 Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence, everyone say confidence, confidence, to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain, that is his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God, there it is right there, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith, that faith brings, look at this, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. The blood cleanses you from a guilty conscience. The blood cleanses you from a guilty conscience. Hallelujah. The blood cleanses us from a guilty conscience. He is faithful and just to, to do a twofold thing, to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. How about the, the worship team can come up, and then we're going we're gonna to take communion in just a second, and, and, and Michaela, um, just, and just, you can come up here. I'm just going to pray, and then, and then we'll just get in a posture of just, of just um, receiving. Father, just open your hands for, for a second. And I thank you, God, each one of our hearts. I don't know. You, it's so crazy speaking a message like this to a Christian group. But God, I just, you, you, you wanted to cleanse somebody tonight. And if it was just one person, you wanted to cleanse somebody tonight. Or else I wouldn't have had to share this message. I'm just trying to say what you're saying, God. And I, I just thank you, God, for this. We posture our hearts to receive the cleansing flow. 
we posture our hearts to receive the cleansing flow. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you come and you testify to us about this cleansing flow. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. They're just going to pass around the bread. Um, just take a piece of the loaf and um, just blood and stuff like that. But, man, there's just such an anointing in here tonight. And whether it's for that one person or it's for a couple of you guys, um, we're just going to take this in remembrance of what God's done for us and what Jesus' blood, like how it just changes us. And so, God, as we eat this bread, we just we remember what you've done for us and the bo- your body that was broken and how you died on that cross and you were, you were there for three days and your body just got raised up and how you saved us. God, without you, we would be nothing. It's funny how... You know, God just said, or Andrew had said, you know, he read the Isaiah 118 where, you know, our skin, our sins are like scarlet, but you wash us white as snow. And I felt like, you know, sometimes we think like we're so imperfect and we're, we're unworthy of what, you know, what God did for us. And sometimes, you know, we're like, well, we do this, we do that. We do all these different things that has made us just so imperfect you know, we are, we're imperfect people, but God looked at us and he said, no, you were worth it. You. you know, he doesn't waste his time doing stuff that don't matter to him. So each and every one of you, you were, you were worth it. Him dying on that cross, if it was just for you. God's blood atone for an infinite amount of sins for an infinite amount of people. So whether you, you know, you feel like you've only sinned a couple times or it was a lot of times, it doesn't matter because it covers every single one of them. It's made you clean. It's made you pure. And it's allowed you to have freedom in every area of your life. just take this bread right now guys we remember what he's done for us and just eat it and we take this grape juice and we remember the blood that you spilled for us that we could walk in freedom.
Let's just take a few moments and let's just reflect and let's just worship God tonight. Pray for me. You can, you can sit, you can stand, you can kneel. Let's just worship and thank you for paying the price for us. If you need to repent, if you need to ask Him to forgive you some specific things, then let's take this moment, God. We just release your cleansing flow in this place. You made a way. Turn 